Okay, so first of all, I'm pretty nervous about this for some reason, which is silly. <laughs> I'm just glad that it's just the two of us to start yeah. out with. And then likewise. Yeah. So uh Yes. I would like to recommend the Whistle Pig Ten Year okay. Rye. It is it is Okay, amazing. so if you find we it we don't have sponsors yet, but let's just go ahead and say one. This first episode <laughs> is bought by brought to you by Michelob Ultra. <laughs> The king of a superior light beer and whistle pig rye bourbon. And and whistle pig yeah. rye. Um I feel like one of us is winning that and it's not Yeah, me. I mean, I'm not happy about it, but whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm also six beers deep, so which might be an interesting choice for our first podcast, and maybe we just go with it from here on out. Well, that's what I was worried about when you were like, I'm out drinking with Scafidi and I was like, Well, I I'm gonna need to start drinking. Yeah. Again. Because I can't be the only sober one on this podcast. Yeah, I'm not necessarily not sober, but... Um, <laughs> and I guess it is nice that all of our listener probably knows who Scafidi is. Um, but I guess... Well, Marissa told me that she's going to listen to our podcast if we listen to her okay, podcast. Okay, we'll defi- we should do a crossover event um, with our audiences at some point. Yeah. For sure. We're for sure. Uh, so... W- speaking, speaking of Marissa's podcast, though... So... They're doing the young adult well, here, fiction, here, dystopian fiction. Before we get into fiction. that, let's let's actually do this like okay. we're doing a podcast for a moment, and okay. then we can we can go from there. So, um, I guess let's let's start by saying I guess we're tentatively calling this thing uh, "Trends in Low Places." Is that our? And I am Michael Cushing. Is that the, right? Can you hear me? Did we just, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So let's let's restart that. So, do we want to do "Trends in Low Places" to start with? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm up. I'm up for whatever. Okay. So. Okay, let's start this over again. So let's see. My name is Michael Cushing. We're gonna do this little podcast called Trends in Low Places. And let me tell me about you, Michael. Well, my name is Michael Howard. Um, I'm not sure what else yeah, you want. Yeah, I me. feel like we were actually doing um, pretty well, and then I started to do this dumb shit. So maybe let's get back <laughs> into it. So <laughs> we can always add that. Oh in yeah, post. we're gonna fix a lot in post. We're gonna fix. We're gonna fix all of yeah, this. In the post. whole the whole show. The whole, <laughs> we're just gonna redo the show in. So post. the. The conceit behind trends in low places originally was that we were going to look at whatever trending topics were on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, maybe, uh, and then talk about them like we had no idea what was going on. Um, so let's dive into the deep end. I don't know how much research you've done on those trending topics beforehand. And absolutely not. Perfect. Mr. I've Mr. done five minutes. Um, so this might determine the entire uh, direction of the show, but. Um, do you know what a Lewis Tomlinson is? A Lewis yeah. Tomlinson? Uh, I okay. do not. Um, so if I told you that the number one trending topic on U.S. Twitter right now was hashtag proud of Lewis, um, what would you... Oh, I, yeah, I see don't that Don't click right on there. it. Um, 1.3 1. million I'm seeing 1.6, so... Oh, sorry, yeah, 1.63. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. That's even... That's a yeah, lot more. So just for, for color commentary... The Army-Navy game has about 31,000, so people could give two shits about our nation's proud military branches uh, playing football. You know, you know, I just, I just want to take a minute to say that that is that's a sad state of affairs, that we have two major branches of our, uh, our fine military playing a football game, and no one seems yeah, to give a shit. couldn't care less. Uh, nope. They care about Lewis. And they're proud of him. They're very proud so of him. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you now that Lewis 
Tomlinson is one quarter of One Direction. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, wait, did he did he come out? Oh no, no, he didn't. Um, oh, and okay. I okay. think the fact that you assume that says a lot about you. Um, well, I mean, usually when when you're proud of someone like that, you immediately think you know gay sure. pride coming out. Sure, and. There's a reason I said that this might determine the direction of the show because <laughs> I feel like we're trying. This should be trying to mine things for comedy, um, but Lewis's mother actually died of leukemia, and he oh, had a con- okay. he had a so concert that's... today, and he performed mm. apparently very well. And you know, I I I don't know anything about Lewis or really One Direction other than that one song. Wait, so his his name is Lewis Tomlinson. What? Tomlinson. I would if you had if you gave me thirty guesses. About what Lewis Tomlinson did, uh, not only would it not be that he was in One Direction, it would not even be that he was a pop singer. If you gave me thirty guesses, it, it, I would have not. I'm only there. familiar with the Harry Styles. Yes. Right, correct. Uh, there's like a Zane. There, there used to be a yeah, Zane. There was a Zane, I believe, and then there was a Zane. Like those are names that seem like they should be in One Direction. Lewis Tomlinson seems like uh, I'm gonna say professional bocce either... ball player. <laughs> I was gonna say like author. Or possibly NPR host. Um, he does probably have a very smooth def- voice, similar to every NPR but- <laughs> radio personality. That was my NPR but- voice. How did it work? <laughs> I uh, balls. I really like really like the sweaty, sweaty balls. balls. Sweaty balls. Sweaty You're really balls. popping your s's on those sweaty balls. Shh, shh. We'll fix this in post. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> well. So that's a that's a that's a very different direction than I uh, thought that friends and or trends in low places was going to uh, was going to exactly. Go. And I think that's kind of uh, we broke the show idea on the first topic we talked about because <laughs> in my head it was going to going to just be seeing what's going on and making fun of those things like blindly. But then um, tragically, I feel very bad for Lewis. I'm very happy that he had a good show, um, but. There's not a lot of humor to be mined in that situation, so... So maybe we don't go with the necessarily most trended topic, but, um, you know, I have I have other things on my trends right. list here, uh, such as such as uh, signs I've matured. Yeah, let's talk about that, um, just in general. <laughs> so, one, I think the fact that we're both slamming alcohol while recording a podcast, <laughs> maybe we haven't quite met the criteria for that hashtag... Um, on that topic, uh, I would like to discuss my Taco Bell trip Please. last night. Um, we were at a fancy restaurant, semi-fancy, Chop Shop. You may have been there. I don't remember where we were. Where do you live that, for, but, uh, for our fan? Oh, in, in Chicago. Chicago. Bucktown, Chicago. Illinois. Uh, there's a... Scruff McGruff. <laughs> Illinois, yes. As a, not Chicago, yeah. Texas. That's a Fuck different that place. place. Uh, Ooh. Uh, semi-fancy restaurant. You know, I had some, uh, prosciutto-wrapped chicken hmm. for dinner um and for some reason I, we were discussing how we had talked about going to taco bell last night uh, as a as a google hangout group going to the taco bell and uh everyone seemed in on this idea which was surprising considering we were at a fancy restaurant ordering things like steak tartare and uh octopus um and all we could talk about was taco bell so we left the fancy restaurant and we went to a bar and I'm pretty sure the only reason we went to a bar after the fancy restaurant was so that we didn't go directly to Taco Bell after the restaurant. Sure. Because because all we did at the bar was have a fireball mm-hmm. shot. And then immediately everyone was like, we should go to Taco Bell now. 
Well, I think um, you have to have a snack to officially make it fourth meal. I think if you have third meal and then just immediately true. eat Taco Bell, it's not necessarily a fourth meal. So I think that's the Fireball served as a an aperitif, if you will. <laughs> or a, it was, it was, it was a an aperitif or a digestif. I don't really know. How, I don't know how this works. I'm not that fancy. I'm not even sure I said digestif correctly. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Uh, you know, it it sounds right, and that's all that matters. It's digest. Dejus Jif, oh, actually. Okay. Sorry, Dejus Jif. Um, so we, we went to Taco Bell, and the, there was a couple of things I noticed right away. Uh, Taco Bell is way fancier than I remember mm-hmm. it being. They had they had video boards. Say what? Yeah. Yeah, like an actual video board with, like, pictures of food on it, which was weird. Um, and I went up there, and, and, well, the first thing I did was my phone was dead, and I thought to myself... I can't possibly order this Taco Bell until I have talked to Michael mm-hmm. Cushing. That's me, folks. And so I grabbed I grabbed Rachel's phone and I frantically tried to figure out how to FaceTime you from a from an iPhone when you, I know you don't have an iPhone and she didn't have Google Hangouts. I had to install Google Hangouts. I had to log in. I had to go through a yeah. lot of stuff Sh- to get to just get to, to talk you. To me. Um, right. While I ordered my cheesy gordita crunch. Of course. Uh, ordered the cheesy gordita crunch. Sat down, started eating the cheesy gordita crunch. Realized that uh, I did not order a Doritos Locos taco. Mm. So I got up in the middle of eating my cheesy gordita crunch, half finished. Ordered a cheesy or a Doritos Locos taco. Got the Doritos Locos taco. Sat back down. I was eating, and then I looked over, and a friend of mine not only had a cheesy gordita crunch, they had a cheesy gordita crunch with a Doritos Locos taco. Done. Change the game. Right. I didn't know that was a thing, so then I had to get up again and go order a cheesy gordita crunch with a Cool Ranch Doritos so, Locos. So taco you not only it. had a nice, nice meal, but then demanded mm-hmm. Taco Bell after that. You also ordered three <laughs> different meals at Taco Bell. I, I ordered three different times at Taco Bell, uh, and I can't say I regret any of it. Yeah, no, it sounds and good. I highly recommend. Um, the cheesy gordita crunch with Doritos Locos Taco. We were actually there with someone who had never been to Taco Bell. Before. Okay. Well, I was going to rewind to talk to talk about a broader social topic about like <laughs> fast food restaurants <laughs> kind of getting cool and interesting. But now I need to really dig into the fact that you have a presumably mid thirties friend who has never had Taco Bell. Actually, actually, two different friends. But a... the one friend, the one friend, I can understand because her family's from Spain. Okay. So. I can understand she's, you know, I could see the family not ever taking her to Taco Bell being from Spain. They were like, eh, this is not a thing we do. But the other girl, she went to college, presumably. She told us she did. She's had Um, alcohol. But I have no idea. She's had a lot of alcohol. Yes. And um, never had Taco Bell. And the first Taco Bell she ever had was a Doritos Locos Taco in a cheesy gordita crunch. I mean, I guess if you're going to go, go big. So she, um, she loved it. Yeah surprisingly I, I i didn't i was really worried because it's like kind of like when you see when you tell someone they have to see a right. movie that you saw when you were younger and it never holds up the same like the first if the first time you've seen it is when you're 30 and, and everyone else has seen it when you're 15 i don't think it it doesn't right when you try time. to watch mr destiny starring jim belushi when you're 31 <laughs> and drunk things don't hold up so well you're just like oh that's jim belushi <laughs> and renee russo in weird lingerie and Michael Caine, out of nowhere, just serving drinks as a magical bartender. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you know what? Taco Bell That's came good. through. It's even, I wonder how, you know, so fast food, Taco Bell, is trash. It's just, we've had it for so long. We're just like, oh, this trash is really good. 
but it's sometimes like you know i if i go for like a year without drinking soda which i've done a couple times and then but i have like such good memories around it it's like oh it's a tasty drink and then i have soda for the first time after a year you're like wow that is just hot shit or cold shit typically but it's and then you just keep drinking it because you're supposed to and you're an adult and you drink sugar all the time but yeah that's i assume she had taco bell he or she had taco bell for lunch again today uh I don't think so because she had to get on a plane at uh, like mm. five a.m. to go to to Vancouver. Sure. Um, so she went to a Chili's too which in I'm, the airport. Exactly. I mean, I, as you do. Um, I was actually really worried about her because we were drinking a lot, and then we went to Taco Bell, and it was like midnight, and I knew she had to leave for the airport from Evanston at three a.m. Uh, and she was still in Chicago and had not gotten back to Evanston yet. So that. I'm not even sure she made it to Vancouver, to be honest. But uh, if she didn't, I think it was worth it. And if it. she didn't, at least she died having had Taco Bell for the first time. Exactly. So exactly. Um, okay. Well, let's. I feel like I feel like I've derailed this entire uh, podcast topic, mm-hmm. but I, I felt like the Taco Bell story needed to be told. And I'm not unhappy about it. I'll tell you that much. Um, let's to get back on it. So we have the fifth training topic is hashtag signs I've matured. Uh, which we immediately just mm. derailed into talking about drinking and eating Taco Bell. Uh, well, I thought I thought that that was a it was a good way to show that that was a sign that I have indeed. not matured was the fact that I housed uh, Taco Bell last night like it was my job and you did it. Um, so I, th- I think where where I might go with this, um, and maybe it's just an interesting point, not worthy of that much discussion. But um, so I was thinking the other day about Jeff Foxworthy. And Bill Engvall, uh, better known as uh, half of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Um, and Wait, wait. Um, why were you thinking about Jeff Foxworthy? So one of my, I don't know, one of my, uh, one of my coworkers meant just in our Slack chat just said something, you might be a redneck if blank. And that got me thinking that both Jeff Foxworthy and Bill Engvall, Bill Engvall being the here's your sign because uh, you're an idiot uh, guy, they both essentially built careers off of Twitter hashtag jokes before Twitter was a thing. And it got me thinking just like, one, how do those guys make millions of dollars? Basically just being the stupidest idiot jokes possible. But would they be funny today? Like, would they actually have careers if not for you might be a redneck if or here's your sign that everyone can do on Twitter every day? That's a... Because it's Good the question. kind of humor that's um, funny for three seconds until, and that's why like both of their acts are it's nonstop. Like you might be redneck if you have you know blank 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 blank. They have to tell a million jokes in the same set because it's not funny for longer than five seconds. Just like everything on Twitter. I would counter that by saying that um, I was flipping through the channels the other day and I was on the guide and I came across. I went to Comedy Central to see what was on and there was a uh, Jeff Dunham comedy special right. marathon um which presumably they put on because jeff dunham being it. the puppeteer who is yeah drastically the, the, unfunny the puppeteer right and he, it, it was probably like three straight hours of he's jeff a human dunham. personification of the big bang theory <laughs> pretty much yeah he's if if all the big bang theory casts were puppets that jeff dunham could stick his hand up their ass then that would basically be the same act yeah. i think well so i think jeff dunham is the semi-modern evolution of obviously of the blue car comedy tour it's just you know that kind of humor that only works in very specific situations on a very short timeline but uh 
Yeah, I, I, I was just struck by it. Maybe it's just a conservative humor sort of thing. It just it needs to be that like kind of rapid fire. This is funny because you do one thing and then it, yeah. But do they still tour? And pro- so I'm pretty sure Foxworthy does. I know I've seen him recently, and his, like his comedy is actually like he, he's actually a legitimately funny dude. Um, he doesn't have like the shtick like uh, Dunham does, but. Uh, I think he's expanded it beyond just the you might be a redneck if because I feel like he, one he's mined that for all it's possibly worth and two I think again this sort of crowdsourced democratized humor based around like one specific idea has kind of been beaten to death by Twitter even though it, I think the last time I saw Jeff Foxworthy in anything he was trying to get me to go to a Golden Corral <laughs> you you and my dad both and my dad actually went probably because he loves that place. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, real quick! They do have a they do have a chocolate fountain Ooh, now. How about that? Uh, breaking news from yeah. our training topics: uh, looks like Army One. So, uh, in your face, Navy, go Army! Mm. Ground troops will always always uh, beat people on boats. Apparently, well, sometimes the people on boats have the triple option and uh, are, are not too bad at it. Um, so, I don't know what this segment's going to be called, but I feel like we talked a little bit about looking at Sino Weibo, uh, Chinese Twitter. And uh, and seeing what was trending, and I want to tell you, I tried to sign up for Cena Weibo, and I got about halfway through creating an actual account, but they wanted my cell phone number, and I wasn't mm. necessarily very comfortable with just handing my cell phone number on a platter to Chinese hackers, which I assume is what happens. Um, uh, to be fair, they probably already have. Yeah, it. yeah, most likely. Um, the Russians definitely have. But I found another site called what's on Weibo.com. Um, oh, yeah, which just kind of aggregates everything, which is pretty cool. So I want to read you a headline and just let you react to it. Um, so Alipay, which I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume is Alibaba's like PayPal alternative. Alipay says, sorry, after app turns into Girls Got Wild platform. <laughs> um, so apparently... Uh, the online payment app, Alipay, um, launched a new group chat feature that turned into a soft porn play, uh, palace, I believe. Uh, and after 48 hours, they had to pull it off the app store in China because it was just flooded with women selling sexy pictures to other people on the platform. And uh, That surprises yeah. me. You wouldn't think it would, but it w- does. What's surprising about it to you? Uh, well, that it took them 48 hours is probably the most surprising thing. <laughs> I I just assume that anything like that that happens in China immediately gets right. shut down very quickly. Um, but from what I know about Alibaba, I thought it was more of a... Uh, it's like an Amazon, right? Uh, but, I mean, Amazon yeah. has Amazon's yeah, like an, uh, little payment thing, too. Yeah, but you, I don't really see Amazon as a, a place for services. And um, <laughs> softcore porn seems more like right. a service. Um, <laughs> so there's one quote in this article. Uh, it just says... Uh, O2O prostitution is fucking amazing. O2O meaning online to offline. Uh, so essentially, uh, there's also apparently women were targeting men with high credit scores to spend some of their digital money on the platform on their sexy pictures. And so to me, I, I like this that, you know, I feel like a lot of times we think that people around the world aren't very similar to us or very, un- very unlike us. But it's nice to know that if you give anyone an online channel they're gonna send booby pictures on it like that's just the baseline functionality of any web app is just just yeah it's like can i use this to send boob pictures or mostly Mm -hmm. receive them since you know creepy men and it's nice to know that everyone just wants to see boob (laughs) 
It kind of reminds me of when um, what was that uh, that web thing where you would just go on and you could just it would just show you a random person. It would connect you with a random person, and then you could just hit next, and it would go to the next random Tinder? person. No, no. Hotornot.com. Uh... <laughs> uh, which one vapes? <laughs> no, it would connect you. You would sign up with your webcam, and it would connect oh, you chat, to another chat person roulette. with a webcam. Yes, yeah. chat roulette. It just uh, it reminds me of that where I I think that a lot of people went on hoping to see boobies, yeah. um, and then it turned on into just seventy five percent. Yeah, it was a lot of dicks. Did you ever um, Did you ever chat roulette? I did chat roulette just because I was yeah. curious, and I think it took me about uh, I think three jumps before I saw a dick. Wow, you got off. And I never saw yeah. boobies. No, no boobies. Just I did dick. see like women on there occasionally, but they were just they would just giggle at you. Yeah, there was like it would be like two girls who did not look old enough to be on chat roulette trying to find dudes who were showing yeah. their dicks. Which I think probably like the fifth person I saw on there on like you know the week that it was super cool to check it out um, was a man wearing a pig mask just going to town on his hog, just really just getting after it. <laughs> Which again, the internet, I think in a nutshell, just a man in a hog mask just beating it dirty style uh yeah i don't think it gets any more internet than that speaking of internet have you been keeping up with the kardashians because that's the number one (laughs) trending topic on facebook above john glenn which is sad on a lot of levels oh that is that hurts a little bit but i didn't even think i didn't know that keeping up with the kardashians was you didn't know people were still doing that huh i did not know people were still yeah is it still a show, or is it is it just something that people do as a hobby? They keep. I don't know. I've never done it or watched it, so it's hard to say. Um, oh man, the oh good good lord, the Facebook trending topics are just a nightmare shop of horrors that I really don't want to dive into anymore, and I'm actually regretting the entirety of this show idea. So, what do you oh. got for me? What do you got for me? Guess who's pregnant out. with her third child? Oh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. No, I have it's no idea. Bristol Palin. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's Sweet. favorite unwed mother. Yeah. Mm. Although apparently she's married now, so congrats to her. Wait, is she? I don't even know if she is. Who? Todd Halen <laughs> or something? Or was that? That can't be right. No, I believe she's married to a. Uh, I'm gonna say Marine now, but uh, definitely had a uh, couple children out of wedlock after you know being. Let's just cut this whole segment because I feel like we're gonna walk down a pretty dark road that I don't want to be in. <laughs> you know what? We'll we'll fix this one in post. <laughs> we'll fix we'll fix all of this in yeah. post. Yeah. So yeah, mm. Facebook. Mm. I think uh, Facebook is not a good place to mine for uh, for important topics. Although it does tell me that Rudy Giuliani is no longer in consideration for Secretary of State, so that's a win on all fronts. I heard that he fell asleep. He just. He just felt, well, at least he was there, unlike our president. Uh, I, I think it's perfectly normal to take daily briefings weekly yeah. instead. I mean, you just, I mean, who's got the time to do it perfect. every day? Exactly. I, I mean, when you're the executive producer of The Apprentice, it's yeah. very difficult to have other time to do things. And, like I mean, and tweets don't write themselves. So, Michael, since since clearly we've been drawing dry wells on uh, Twitter and Facebook, um, what's something you want to talk about? What's something going on that you've been just really happy about this week? <clears throat> I can't say there's anything that I've been happy about yeah. this week. Or like the last like three or months this year. In yeah, I guess the whole year. It's, it has been a real stinker, huh? The whole year. The whole year has just... It's been a real stinker. Yeah, shit it's, itself. It's been poop. Yeah. 
How do you yeah. feel about 2017? Do you have high hopes? Do you think it's just going to be another, like, just walk down shit, shit lane? Or what's up? Uh, you know, I feel like it can't be can't any be worse, worse. Right. But that's what I keep thinking about 2016, that it can't possibly get worse. And then it continually <laughs> Yeah, gets that's worse. interesting. Because I remember probably about a week ago. So we're recording this December 10th. And uh, so about a week ago, there was a headline... Uh, about Buzz Aldrin having to be evacuated, like a medical emergency down in Antarctica, and he had to be flown to New Zealand. And I flipped out. I was like, 2016, you need to slow your roll. Just like, just take a five, please. Do not kill that man. He's a national treasure. And 2016 was like, okay, I'll take a break. And then no less than five days later, John Glenn passes away. It's like, and again, John Glenn is 95 years old. You know, it's not that unsurprising, but you can't just give give me a break. 20- to be fair, I, I hope that I live to be ninety five. I do not. Um, I no. If, if I break, if I break eighty, I'm driving my car off a cliff. And that's that's a good point. I don't. I actually don't hope yeah, to be ninety five. I might even do it on purpose. I don't know how I'm going to be driving at eighty, but <laughs> <laughs> you you'd be surprised. They give you driver's licenses and uh, well, you can't I hope even see to God straight. that by eighty, I have to like hack my my AI car to drive itself off a cliff with me in the backseat. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's my my dream death. Having a robot drive me off a cliff. <laughs> uh, there was something that I was going to say, but I, I've completely lost it. Well, great. That's point. the podcast. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did it. We, we were talking about John Glenn and people dying. Oh, I, do, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, there were stories that you can find back in June talking about 2016 was the worst year oh in how forever. naive we were 20, 2016 yeah. hadn't even rolled its sleeves up in june so it means 2016 was was just getting warmed up and we still thought it was the yeah. worst year We're ever like, oh can't get any worse so, than this aside from a literal nuclear holocaust in 2017 i can't see it being worse than yeah. 2016 what do you if you had to put odds on it <laughs> Where you think we're at on the nuclear war front? Because I, I feel like 2017 we're safe. I, I feel like everyone's gonna be like, oh, everyone will hand wave Trump shit away for like a year, and then after that they're like, oh, this guy, this guy is just this bad. I guess we better start nuking shit. It it really was interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the former congressman and uh, radio host Joe yeah. Walsh on Twitter. He was uh, the was uh, you lied guy, vocal. right? Was that? Is that Joe Walsh? It, Who knows? Possibly. I can't remember. I always see people retweet him on Twitter, and he's a very, very vocal Trump supporter. And over the last couple of weeks, he seemed to have come to the realization that Trump has uh, pretty much lied about everything. Weird. And uh, he seems to be very upset about the fact that Trump is basically in bed with Um which has been interesting to, to see the, the, the realization of a person that was that adamant of a Trump supporter just being like, Oh, <laughs> whoopsie shit. doodles. Yeah, um yeah. for one, let me correct myself. It was Joe Wilson was the guy who said you lie mm. out of Obama's State of the Union. Mm. But uh yeah, I wonder so it I've always I've been shocked by that on uh so, you know, unfortunately most of my interaction with a lot of my conservative friends and acquaintances comes through Facebook. And I've I've honestly been shocked to not see as much of a that reaction of, oh no, he's just another guy who lied to us again. Um because particularly, like, most of the Trump supporters I know were not Trump supporters during the primary. You know, they're Republican folks who wanted people like Marco Rubio or, or Ted Cruz. 
and they were very vocally anti-Trump during the primary. And then when he won, which I understand that, you know, they didn't want Hillary Clinton. So, you know, they rallied around Trump. But now he seems infallible even to the people who didn't want him in the first place just because he won, which, um, you know, to a certain level, I get, you know, that sort of tribalism. But, you know, it, it's one, it's interesting to see people like Joe Walsh, who are very fiery with their rhetoric. And I know he had even talked about if Trump lost, he was going to pick up his gun uh, the day after the election, which is is great talk from a former uh, congressman. Uh, he may have even mentioned the fact that there might right. be blood. Yeah, which is very responsible talk from a uh, elected, mm-hmm. a formerly elected official. But um, yeah, I, 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 it's surprising to me that a lot of people aren't willing to just accept the fact already that he's lied on so much and probably is not going to follow through on his promises. It's it's a not shocking turn of events, but I guess maybe disheartening. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree, and um, especially the whole Russia thing. Yeah. It's it's terrifying. Yeah. And that's I mean even so I think today Trump said so uh news today this Saturday December 10th that uh most the consensus opinion among the US intelligence community is that Russia intervened in the election not just to shake confidence in the election but to actively promote Donald Trump's win. Uh and I think I believe Donald Trump basically said that we should ignore that. Which which uh, they they put out a statement basically saying um, these were the same people that said that Saddam had weapons of mass destruction and that we should completely ignore the CIA and anything they sure. have to say. Yeah, which, um, I mean, one, yeah, they done goofed up on the, the old WMD question. Um, but it, that's just a, a absurd, I mean, honestly, at this point, Trump's president, I'm um, I've been slowly coping with that fact, uh, the, the fact that I'll have to deal with him for four years. But just to for the president-elect of the country to just say that we should actively ignore the consensus opinion that a foreign power intervened in the election, even if it doesn't change the results, I'm fine. Like I'm not fine if he's president, but I accept it. Worth looking into, I would I would say. I would say it's worth looking into, and I have not accepted it. <laughs> I think that. I think it's there's kind of a reason like, we've kind of like my fantasy football last, loss last year. I will never accept it, and uh, I will pretend like I am living in some kind of alternate universe that I I don't know how to get out of. Uh, I've entered into through some kind of mm. dreamlike state, and I don't know how to get out of it. And uh, I don't accept. Yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know how to exit the darkest timeline. Um, yeah, exactly. I know we've we've fallen um, into it. Shaving my mustache. Yeah, I feel like at this point I just need to start wearing a goatee. Uh, just fully embrace the darkest timeline but that that carries some connotations that i'm not really comfortable with i don't know if i can pull off being evil so let's see so so one i feel like this is a solid little dry run for this podcast we're doing um i realize we we're missing some things like a theme song um oh man yeah. a theme song actually we're probably missing <clears throat> i feel like we should we should create our own theme yeah. song yeah we should have a, a jam session where we just so, make a theme song so I know my ideal theme song, just like for my own personal life, would be um, just like 8-bit chiptune music, like a Mega Man theme song from like Super Nintendo. Um, like that would mm-hmm. be for me, um, but I don't, I don't know how that would quite apply to our, our lovely current events podcast that we're currently <laughs> shooting all over. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's gone from a, a trends in low places to a current events podcast. Um, 
And so I'm not really sure. I actually don't even know what the name of the podcast yeah, is. Yeah, I think it has to be Trends in Low Places. I feel like we can we can tighten this back up. And I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to I'm going to throw another little headline out at you. Um just just want to get your reaction right off the top and then we can dive into it. Um this is from Reddit, uh posted to <laughs> Uh, subreddit not the onion rent a jew project hopes to ward off anti-semitism in germany how do you feel about that so many so many things wrong with that yeah. sentence uh anytime anytime anti-semitism in germany are in the same sentence i i have i have bad feelings yeah. about that um and it just reminds me of the the onion article i think it was the onion that uh was Basically, the headline was that Germany is excited to to not be on the uh, wrong side of history in World War Three. Yeah, I mean, so it feels like Germany, especially in the last like forty years, has really you know made a point of turning itself around and embracing multiculturalism and being open. Uh, and I think it's forced. Yeah, so. you're just like, yeah, we did some bad shit. Let's 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 make up mm-hmm. for that just a bit. Um, but oh Jesus. Okay, so um. <laughs> would you, would you care to guess the tagline of Rent a Jew? Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there. It's I was saying I feel like that I should yeah, not guess. It's actually that. you never forget your first. Yeah, oh. this is there's a mm. lot going on in this. I I feel like we could do an oh, entire boy. entire hour of a podcast <laughs> about this. Um, yowzers. So wait, so wait, is the is the premise of you rent a Jew? Uh, that you you physically rent a Jewish person to to hang out with to teach you that Jewish people are not are not. So I bad? believe. Let me see. I believe it was started by Jewish people in Germany. Uh, there's a oh, it was started by Jewish so. there people. There's a, a uh, so apparently oh. uh, there are two hundred thousand Jewish people in Germany. Uh, Germany is home to the world's fastest growing Jewish community, but many Germans have never actually met. A Jewish person. So Rent a Jew was started to <laughs> help Germans meet and interact with Jewish people in their country. Um, so rather than meet a Jew, um, they launched Rent a Jew, where you can just rent some time from a, a local Jewish person. Um, I feel like the idea of renting a person has uh, negative right. connotations, yeah. I would say. Because it it goes towards the uh, renting right. to own. Like, hey, let me go so to, to Aaron's real quick. And right, <laughs> I can't afford this Jew right now, but I would really like to rent yeah. it for a while just to find out if. And I'd there's like some it. interest, like <laughs> higher interest rate jokes in there, but I'm not gonna go towards that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the actual headline on the rented Jew, uh, rented Thankfully, they're a. Yeah, it's a oh, it's a, okay. Uh, it's do you yeah, know a great. Jew? No, rent one. Um, so yeah, I agree with you that there's just some there's some ickiness on this one, huh? I feel like uh, I feel like they did not think this one all yeah, the way. Yeah, they didn't through. get there. I feel like like meet meet yeah. a Jew would have would maybe maybe that already exists. Maybe that already exists and it means something different, uh, and they could not yeah. use it. But uh, interact with a Jew maybe yeah. would have been just like be. Uh, become useful. friends with a Jew. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 That seems that oh. seems better than renting. Okay. I'm gonna go uh, ooh, a human oofa being. Doofa. And before I do read this, I'm gonna just so maybe I you know I try to be empathetic and put myself in other people's shoes and you know I haven't 
I've been to Germany for a grand total of five days in my life. So I, I spent a lot of time yeah. in Germany. Oddly yeah. Enough, so, so, you know, but I'm, I'm from South Florida, um, which has no shortage of lovely Jewish people. So maybe I am just spoiled for choice. And I, I just like, you know, do I want to meet a Jewish person? Okay. I'll just open my eyes and talk to someone. Um, but maybe in Germany, it's just a little different. Um, but let me read this on their about us page. Uh, why rent a Jew? Cars can be rented, but Jews? This may initially sound hurtful. Finally, for hundreds of years, anti-Semites have claimed that Jews are less valuable than other people. We are tired of hearing such assignments. And this is translated from German by Google. Um, so we are tired of hearing such assignments. And we believe that humor, mixed with a bit of chutzpah, is the best way to refute old stereotypes and prejudices and show how absurd they are. So I, I find I have some issues with... Um, trying to challenge the notion that Jewish people are less valuable than other people by literally renting them out. By comparing them to right. cars, yeah. which can be rented. Where where cars uh, have a value mm-hmm. assigned to them. It, there's actually a book that assigns value yeah, to like cars. Blue. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yes. We are not sponsored by, by the blue book, so I'm not going to say it unless they, yeah. they want to give us, you know. Oh, man. Um, so it seems odd to compare yourselves to a car rental mm-hmm. service when trying to say that 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 the reason is that Jews have been not seen as as valuable. I don't even know how to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we've danced as close to the edge as we possibly can. Um, uh, is it is it? Are you sure this is not an it, Onion article? No, it it is a actual website. You can go to <laughs> rentajew.org. Uh, and read up all on it. And again, it is from subreddit, not the onion, which you know doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> what a treat for everybody. Well, <laughs> I've been to Germany um, lots of times, southern mm-hmm. Germany. Um, I do have to agree with them, though, that I have not come across anyone who uh, who is Jewish yeah. in Germany. Uh, but then again, I they may have been. I don't think it's something that people just walk around like um, singing about, right? So I mean, and again, well, so you know, it's a country of eighty million people, um, and only two hundred thousand. That that seems like a very two hundred thousand. And actually, the website said a hundred thousand. So yeah, so I mean, oh. it's a very small population. Which we're talking like like right. a percent exactly. Like, so and I mean, it makes sense that there wouldn't be a overly large population of of jewish people in in germany i could see how they would avoidant, be um you know yeah avoidant yes yes of germany yeah. in general yes. but so it reminds me of a so a little bit a, a conversation i had on facebook the other day and you know this is going to move away from the jewish topic because i think we've it's time <laughs> to leave but uh <laughs> someone mentioned the migrant crisis in germany and they'd accepted a lot of you know, refugees and migrants from Syria, Afghanistan, other places, and that crimes committed in Germany by those populations had risen pretty dramatically over the last, you know, six months to two or three years, and that it was a sign that multiculturalism had failed in Germany and in Europe, and, um, you know, specifically, you know, Germany has been a very forward-thinking country lately and has kind of protected... Um, a lot of people and has welcomed those people where a lot of other countries have just turned them away. And um, the fact that, you know, some people weren't assimilating or fitting in uh, was a sign that Germany and the EU was just doomed to fail with their approach to, um, you know, accepting migrants and being multicultural. And 
it really made me think that just like one it's hard to judge anything on a two to three year time scale when you're talking about like a generational shift of populations it's also just like you know we mentioned it earlier just like the u.s is just has more people of every stripe and it's just sort of like yeah i know those folks but i feel like that's not the case in in europe yeah, I have that. I have that problem a lot where people talk about uh, the happiest countries, mm-hmm. and they always describe it's always the Scandinavian, right. Sweden, Norway, whatever. Um, and nothing against those countries, uh, but I don't think I've ever seen a uh, a website or, or pictures from those countries that had anyone other than like blonde folk, very stereotypical. Uh, Swedish or Norwegian right. people. Yeah, um, like Mighty, Mighty Ducks I wonder, too. I Iceland if that didn't have any it. black kids. Right. They didn't, didn't have Keenan with a knuckle puck. They had <laughs> they had blue eyed blonde haired kids. Right, it, 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 so it, it seems hard to uh, compare the two. I agree. Yeah, um, and I don't even know where you would go. I, I'm not going to claim to to know all the demographics of all of the other countries, but I would say that that the U.S. probably has the largest rain demographic of. Any other major uh, yeah. world power? Yeah, I was thinking about it, too. And, you know, we always talk about the U.S. as, like, that melting pot. And I guess there's a semantic difference between the melting pot sort of theory of the U.S. and, like, true multiculturalism that accepts everybody without a national identity. Um, but feels like the U.S. is just, one, you know, we're a nation of immigrants. We've had 200 years of, you know, rough starts accepting new groups of people. And, you know, thinking about Europe... You know, and I feel like the Scandinavian countries haven't faced this at all so far, or not as much. Um, you know, they've been repelling people, like repelling invaders for centuries, and it's just recently, in the last three to four decades, that they've even been open to accepting people. And I think it's mostly from a demographic standpoint. They, you know, a lot of Europeans aren't having kids anymore. The population is declining, so they've accepted new people and tried to open their borders to grow their economies and grow their populations, but they haven't been very good at it. Like even Belgium is like full of, you know, ghettos of, you know, Muslim people that don't have the same economic opportunities and they've just turned into kind of hotbeds for radical, you know, folks coming out of there. So, um, that's yeah, weird. I feel like the U S has done a good I, job of just on a timeline of building out those populations where Europe has, has struggled with it. I have a theory about that. And, uh, it would be that it's really, really cold yeah. in, the Scandinavian yeah. countries. It just it just is. And there are not very many people who want to emigrate to a country where you only see the sun like two yeah, hours a day. Makes... You have to eat like stinky fish uh, all day, I assume. I don't know. <laughs> I I can only assume that's all they do is eat fish and then stare at the sun and for Bob's two hours. Probably. And then go to sleep. And then and and probably yeah. by Athlon. They like shoot stuff and yeah. then ski. Um I think that's what the U.S. has going for it is that there is a uh, there's a wide not only a wide variety of demographics but a wide variety of uh, like kind of geography and climate and everything. So I I feel like you can move here and it's so easy to move from from place to place once that you can find an area where you kind of fit in or where you enjoy being. And I don't think that exists in most places. Here's a question: Do they have Taco Bell in Europe? I don't know, Oof. but I feel like Taco. I mean. I can't say that I've ever seen yeah. one in my travels. There you go. Yeah. And so that's probably the reason mm-hmm. number one. Why would you move to a country? Your country doesn't have Taco Bell, and you're going to move to a different country. Why would you pick one that did not have Taco Bell? Yeah. I mean, I assume your friend is never going back to Spain for obvious reasons. Like, <laughs> no. I can't. 
She might not. Now that she's yeah, had can't Taco get, Bell, I can't imagine her. Can't ever get going fourth back. meal. No thanks. Although they do get to sleep for like three hours during the middle of the day, yeah, like just that completely does, normal. So that does I mean, sound good. That. I usually sleep for three hours immediately after eating Taco Bell, and then I get up and have just terrible, <laughs> terrible tummy issues. <laughs> I I actually expected to wake up this morning feeling absolutely yeah. awful, and I did not. Hey, well, good for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt great. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. let's try to get one more. <laughs> Uh, so the second trending topic on Twitter, I think we can close it out with this. Um, it's hashtag layover pastimes. So I assume it's just if you're stuck in an airport or maybe a train station. What do you like to do? Well, personally, I like to um, I like to have access to the United sure. Lounge um, because I like to feel better than everyone else. Yeah, I get that. That's it's kind of one of my that's kind of one of my things is uh, if I can find something that I can uh, pay for that allows me to look at other people who haven't paid for it and look down upon them um i'm all in so like going to universal when they have the, the fast pass i'm definitely yeah. buying that just so i can look at the other people waiting in line and just and, laugh at them and yeah yeah yes and make fun of them so i've realized uh, myself that at places like universal there is there is absolutely no dang reason not to buy that fast pass cuz it's an extra oh. I mean, it is an extra, like, 80 bucks, so essentially it's a double ticket. But uh, rather than waiting in the line in the Florida heat for an hour and a half for every single ride, you wait in the Florida heat for maybe 15 minutes. That's way better. You get to go on more than twice yeah. as many rides. Um, I will say, however, I I value my, my monies too much to actually spend money on a a club at the airport. Because, mm. hmm. I, yeah. I can see that. Because I feel like, you know, at most I'm probably going to be in the airport for, for, you know, two hours or so. And you know my history with airports, Michael. You know I've um, been <laughs> reluctantly escorted off of an airplane for, um, hmm, how should I say this, uh, get, drinking too much and throwing up all over the plane, I think is the delicate way to put it. I have used the phrase, dude needs help, uh, quite yeah, a few times. Yeah, I did need help at that, at that juncture. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so... I, I want to read you two layover pastimes from Twitter that I, I quite enjoy. Um, one is from Cat Funny on Twitter. Uh, says, layover pastime, perplexing authorities because nothing stashed in my body cavities is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and I just enjoy that a lot. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> That gives me a, a great uh, slash disturbing visual of just on your way to the airport, just shoving random objects into body well, I mean, cavities. at this point, with the just, fact that, what is it, United just said they're going to start charging to use the overhead bin? I mean, if I can get a duffel bag up there, you, <laughs> you best believe I'm packing two to three days worth of clothes up in my body cavity. If I had if I had a ton of time, so if I had a layover for, I don't know, right. six hours, I would definitely leave security and then figure out whatever I could do to... Uh, just piss off oh, yeah. TSA, and if that involved putting things in body cavities, I, I probably would so, do that. So that leads, that actually segues nicely into uh, my second, and I guess I can throw a third one in there. Uh, the third one being uh, go to the X-ray at security naked and demand an MRI, uh, which is nice. And then uh, this one I actually I struggle with because I often travel alone, little gentleman. Uh, so 
Hillary Miller on Twitter says, leave my luggage unattended just to see if airport security actually cares. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, no one don't. gives a flying shit. Yeah. Nope. But I've done that before. I mean, mostly just out of like, uh, I just need a, I need a Coke Zero, but I don't want to bring my bag all the way over to that Hudson News. <laughs> so I'm sure it'll be fine. And <laughs> it is every single time. Okay, speaking of Hudson News, uh, does Hudson News exist outside I've never of airports? Seen one. I don't. I don't think so. If it if it does, did, I would never frequent. How did that business start? I don't know. Like they they were just like I I have this great idea. We're gonna carry uh, a bunch of crap and books, yeah. but we're only going to exist in airport. Is that the business pitch? Who who gets behind that business pitch? Well, it's uh, so it turns out the Hudson Group, uh, <laughs> based out of your favorite state and mine, New Jersey. Uh, oh, indeed. New Jersey. So it it uh, operates a chain of newsstands, bookstores, fast food restaurants, and other retail stores, chiefly oh. at airports in the U.S., uh, as well as chiefly train stations airports. and Canadian airports. Uh, but Hudson News is the world's largest operator of airport newsstands. How about that? Yeah. Well then, I am curious as to what kind of uh, fast food restaurants they. Uh... I'm also curious as to uh, the Canadian part of that because I, I assume that uh, Tim Hortons would have something to say about a Hudson News trying to move yeah. into territory. Like, you can't sell books without coffee and donuts, and we've got that locked up. So, <laughs> so yeah, I feel like layover pastimes. Kind of, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything going on in the, in the world, Michael? That you just needed to get off your chest? Um. You know, I'm not. I'm not sure. I want. I'm not sure where I want this podcast to go. But uh, somebody did have a, a billion dollar idea last night that I kind of want okay, to. Okay, wait on me. Um, this may go. This may go somewhere where we don't I, want to go. I literally but, cannot so we wait were talking, to see where this goes. <laughs> so we were talking about things that we wanted to do that were on our mm-hmm. bucket list, and I said I have seen it so many times in the movies that I really just want to eat sushi. Off of yeah. a naked lady, uh, because it seems like a thing that like rich, powerful people do. Which you are neither of those things. Yeah. I am neither, but uh, I like to pretend right. that. I uh, yeah, am. you do go to the United Club uh, at the airport. You, you <laughs> dilettante. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, a couple of the girls at the table were also like, "Yeah, I would totally do that." Okay. Um, and then we were like, "Well, that seems kind of sexist. Like, would you, would you do that off of a guy?" And the girls were like, no, definitely not, uh, because guys are hairy, and eating food off of a hairy guy seemed a terrible I mean, choice. I can shave. <laughs> right. And so somebody was like, well, what about a, a like a, a nice shaven Yeah, what about Ryan? Star, Get Ryan Lochte up in there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then somebody had the billion-dollar idea that what if, uh, for bachelorette mm-hmm. parties, uh, you had a guy, and you only had circular foods. Yeah. See where we're going. And literally all of the circular foods uh, came off of his dick. So tubular foods, just like, right. Tubular foods. Yeah. So we first started with uh, calamari, and then we called, we called that squid uh, That's dick. a pretty skinny dick, though. That's a, that's a, real, pe- that's a real pencil <laughs> dick. I mean, it would have to be, it would probably have to be modified calamari. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, hopefully you get a couple onion rings on there. You get a... You get a... Right, and then we were like, "Well, what if you just put a bunch of it on there, like an yeah. onion ring tower?" That's a real beef. That's a real beefy boy. Uh, right, and then I, we all decided that this was a billion yeah. dollar idea. Um, being in a less 
a more sober state than I was last night, I would say that it's probably I'll go with multi million dollar. Definitely idea. a couple thousand, I bet. <laughs> a thousand I could definitely be a thousand yeah. there with this so, idea. So this is something I've been like so, you know, we've both been to a couple of bachelor parties, uh, you know, with each other and with our friends. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I've seen pictures and just like, you know, talk to you know, my female friends about bachelorette parties. They seem overtly sexual specifically around the penis in ways that bachelor mm-hmm. parties at least in my experience just aren't um you know no no one at a at a bachelor party for the most part is just <laughs> there are a couple of our friends just should go walking around shouting about vaginas and whatnot there is a uh, a focus on the penis that is not there from from a, from a male on vagina right. standpoint and I would even say like a male on like there's a equivalency sort of angle or perspective in the bachelor party. Like you know, so, you know, a handful of bachelor parties we have. You know, you you might go to a, a gentleman's club, but uh, mm-hmm. for yeah, only it's gentlemen. just for gentlemen. Um, and somehow, so, sometimes people sneak in. Um, but uh, yeah, it just um, you know, there's maybe a sexual undertone to parts of it but isn't that it seems like a lot of the the what uh, the sneak peeks i've seen into bachelorette parties they're all about that dong what you're saying is that you've never pinned a vagina on no, a yeah exactly uh and it is odd because if you if you actually talk to to girls um they claim that they do not really enjoy the male anatomy well, I th- below the i think we can much. all agree penises are fucking gross just it's just the worst <laughs> like oh no, no one no one wants to see a just a dick right and i feel like there's a false equivalency between um a vagina and uh or sorry the boobs and and a penis right. that isn't there because i mean boobs are cool boobs like they're they're circular they're nice like they're soft they're you know they're great right they're usually they're usually mm-hmm. smooth even, like, so louis sika has that yeah. joke where you know he talks about the vagina being just like you know he doesn't like the the word pussy just because it just is like you know just like a kind of a gross feeling name for just like a, a really nice little delicate flower it's a beautiful thing and then the counterpart to that is just the penis Ugh. like just this floppy gross just no thanks and yeah i it's even so even as like an object of like objectification for the uh for a bachelorette party it's like mm-hmm. pick something better than a penis <laughs> no one wants no one wants that well that's what that's what i don't get is like um girls don't want dick pics yeah i mean why would they they definitely yeah. do not because um mm-hmm. it's gross so then why would they center the entire bachelorette party around a penis um i feel like it's it's something that's just like it's happened because they don't have anything else, right? And I, I can kind of see it though. And this is my me being a, uh, I try to be uh, as feminist minded as I possibly can. I can maybe just see it as sort of the, I don't know. I, we'll fix this in post. Uh, <laughs> it's just the, you know, it's the the most sort of thing that you can objectify, and even in a lot of ways, I think from what I have seen, make fun of in a lot of ways. It's that sort of thing. It's like, it's not, the penis is not an attractive or like a powerful object in a bachelorette party. It's a game. It's something that, you know, like you can pin it on the centerfold or like it's a straw uh, or a hat that you can wear. So it's, I think it's sort of like more minimizing the penis. It's just a, like this is, is just like, a, uh... a game or a toy that I do, do not care about. Is it like in Clerks 2 where they're, where they're trying to, to, take the power Maybe. back yeah let's let's not get into that too much 
It's cool. I'm taking it back. Yeah. I'm taking it back. Totally taking it back. So it's it's okay. Um, yeah, I can see I, that. I feel like that must be it. like yeah. it just. And even I feel like I appreciate it as much as I find it kind of silly. Uh, I feel like it's the one time that like people don't frown on women for being like sexual or overly like overtly just like open about like hey it's a penis uh, i can and i can have fun with it so i appreciate that element of it um so i get it and but it's also just like yeah too sexy yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too sexy yeah. oh, it's but too i guess sexy. you know whatever floats your boat if it's a penis straw in your in your rum and coke you go for it <laughs> can you can you imagine just like a like a vagina straw though like what would that even look like you just have to make out with it to get your your uh delicious jaeger bomb would it be like a would it be like a like one of those like hamster water bottles where you have to like flick at the little ball to get the, the okay. drink to come out speaking of million dollar ideas i think we've we've just nailed the uh the clitoris straw see there you go because most guys I wouldn't say most guys. Some guys have yeah. no idea where yes. the clitoris is. If so, we can help them. It's educational. It, educational, it gets you drunk. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's just Check. fun. It's, and and it helps out the lady friends yeah. when they get back home. Well, Michael, I think my MacBook is about to die. So I feel like we've I think we've hit a home run here on our first episode of Trends in Low Places. <laughs> Wait, you have uh, a yeah, MacBook? Yeah. Oh, I'm working on my, my work laptop. Don't tell anyone I work. They'll take it away. Like you, you have a... You have an I do. Product? I don't care for it, but I didn't buy it. So, you know, here we are. Hmm. If I had known that, I don't know if I would well, have done this podcast. Well, next time I'll, I'll plug in my, my, uh, <laughs> my Acer Aspire 3000 and everything will be okay. Well, I'm, I'm working on a laptop that if I unplug it, it is not working anymore. That does sound like a Windows product. All right. Well, yeah. Michael, I believe this has been trends in low places. I think it was a home run. How, how are you feeling about it? Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed all right, buddy. Well... To all of our listener, thank you. <laughs> we will at least have two listeners uh, because I will listen to it, and then you will yeah. also listen to it. So that that equals it's be two great. And listeners. I'm sure we can. And then I will force I'll force Rachel to listen to it. Yeah. So that's and three. Uh, if you did make it all the way through this hour of nonsense, thank you, and I admire your perseverance, and I can't wait for you to listen to episode two. All right, I'm gonna stop recording, and then we can 